what's up YouTube Awesome Family, it's K right here. Um, here's the um, recorded version of my previous uh, sports live discussion that I had with Austin Brooks, a uh, current professional boxer that uh, fights at 130 pounds for uh, boxing. Um, sorry that my StreamYard uh, um, live stream did not uh, have um, audio on Austin's end. I don't know what happened. But I managed to keep this uh, file of a recording going for us to actually talk. So if you guys want to uh, see this content, um, this will be the better file to look at. But I will be deleting my previous live that I had with Austin. And the um, um, recorded live will be put up on my channel and the Instagram. So hope you guys enjoy this. Sorry for, you know, the technical difficulties, but I will definitely make sure, uh, you know, that's fixed uh, before I go live. But yeah, sorry about that, guys. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation that I have with Austin. And shout out to Austin Brooks, um, uh, very talented fighter. And yeah, on to the, um, on to the um, next one, and I, w um, I will see you guys uh, soon. All right, thank you, guys. Bye. Boxing. Uh, I boxed a little bit when I was a kid, like eight, nine years old, I took a few lessons and really love. I always loved boxing I've done. Um, I didn't start back up until I was about 17, 17. Um, I really, I, I really, um, really thought about making it a career around then, honestly. I really didn't think about it when I was younger. I just started doing it and, uh, you know, getting, uh, just, you know, I would get in a, in a lot of fights coming up, growing up, and I figured, why not try to make some money and uh, do something that I already like to do, so why not try to like something I could be good at? And that's why I jumped into it, started training, like for real, take it serious. Uh, I fell in love with the sport and I have to get a, a career, you know? Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Um, I think. You know, for the most part, like, a lot of fighters will always tell me that it's either fighting that has gotten them saved, you know, from getting into criminal activity to transition over to boxing. And um, others would say that, um, you know, it's a passion that, you know, that wasn't there and it naturally built itself up. So, therefore, um, you have those special talents in the sport. And uh, I would even say, you know, for you... Um, you know, um, your skill set is, is very naturalized in a sense where um, you have everything put together and uh, there's like a lot more compounded skill set that you bring to the table for the sport. I agree. I appreciate that. I'm glad you uh, recognize that. I do definitely have a, I feel just a niche, I guess you would say for it. You know, I got a natural instinct and uh, got a lot of natural abilities. And uh, I listen too. I listen so well to my coach. Uh, you know, shout out to my coach, Petula. And I really listen. To try to execute, you know, what he sees and what he thinks I should work on. Also, I'm real critical of myself. You know, I watch myself. And if, uh, I don't like. I really. I don't even need to watch myself. I know how to perform. Like when I after my performance, if I need to work on this and that, I know where I'm lacking. You know, I think that comes along with it. That's why uh, I'm able to catch grass pretty 
quickly and uh you know yeah um as far as your training regimen goes um what exactly did you work on throughout your career to help you perfect you know the style that you have now uh well you know i gotta give credit to my first coach as well my first coach is Vernon lee uh he's an old school philly fighter and uh trainer and he just uh taught me a lot of uh, you know taught me the ins and outs of the sport you know like um, you know, it's not all about just going in there throwing punch, brawling, and uh, you know, it's about setting your opponents up and breaking. Taught me a lot about boxing, you know, the the real sport, the street side, and uh, I got to give him a lot of credit to my style, kind of, you know what I mean, and uh, also just I have a natural, I feel just a natural understanding of it where. You know, some people I talk to and they just don't understand it like I do. I, I watch, I watch boxing. I watch a lot of boxing and I see, you know, I see what they're doing and I know how to apply it to, you know, my. So I think that. Just, you know, really the sport and understanding the sport. So I want to get good all around. I don't want to be good in just one area. I'm trying to get better in a lot of different areas that I lack in. And, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you uh, put that out there. Um, I think, like, you know, for the most part, a lot of casuals uh, misunderstand a lot of the sport, and they just talk a lot of uh, nonsensical information to think that boxing is very simplistic and whoever hurts each other you know, between a fight can automatically, you know, win the fight, but it's a lot harder than expected to set up a good shot to actually hurt somebody and actually uh-huh. be successful. Yeah, 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 absolutely right about that. Uh, but it's, it, you're, you're going to have that, you know, in every sport too, you know, you're going to have it in football, basketball, you know, you're going to have those guys who never even played the sport, all they do is watch it, or and they really don't even have a good understanding of it of, like somebody who really appreciates the sport and really knows the sport. You're going to have those people talking and stuff, but, uh, you know, you just got to block it out and appreciate the ones that actually know the sport. Yeah, um, as far as, you know, your come up in boxing, uh, did you did you get into a lot of amateur fights, right? No, I really didn't, man. I had about 18, I think, 18. Um, I was... 16 and 2, and uh, I was, uh, you know, I was good. I just didn't, you know, unfortunately, like, um, I wasn't as focused as I should have been early on, and uh, I also didn't have, uh, uh, I don't want to, like, put put any bad, and I don't want to say anything bad about my last coach, but my last coach kind of didn't pushed me to fight too much you know I was always asking him to fight he he didn't want to go to too many shows and do that um because of whatever he had going on in his life so that really kind of held me back and I stayed loyal to him you know I I, I didn't want to switch trainers and do all that he taught me what I knew I had a close relationship with him so I stuck with him for a long time and finally um you know from the advice of people 
around me, you know, mentors and stuff like that. They told me, you know, you need if you really want to take your sport to the next or take your game to the next level and really do something in the sport, you know, to be a professional, then you need to uh, find a trainer who's going to really uh, dedicate his time to you and, and really, uh, you know, push you to be the best that you can be. And that's uh, where I'm, you know, I knew Bashir a little bit from the amateurs and met him a few times, fought one of those guys, stuff like that. And so I went and connected with him and, uh, you know, it was the perfect match. I feel, you know, I, I feel God blessed me a lot with falling into the right hands of people. And, uh, and you know, I felt like I fell into the, the perfect trainer, the person I needed at that time. You know, my coach now, Bashir, he really molded me into who I am right now because, uh, I, I lacked in a lot of areas, you know, discipline and conditioning and uh, little, you know, technical things in the game that I was lacking. And uh, he really elevated my game a lot. So uh, I didn't have a big amateur career just because of that. Uh, I had maybe four amateur fights with Bashir and I had about, you know, whatever, 12, 13 with, uh, or whatever, 14 with uh, my, my previous coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I kind of drifted off there into a long answer. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask you like about coaches in boxing. Um, what would make a coach that's not a good coach compared to a coach that's actually really good? But how can you, have, like, how can you develop the proper reputation and chemistry to get all the way to the top? Well, there's, got, there's definitely got to be with respect chemistry. You know, you got to... You got to vibe with the coach. You got to be on the same page. But also, I think what really separates a good coach from a bad coach isn't necessarily the skills that he can teach you and everything. I think really is if he uh, cares for you. He really cares about you. I think it's important. If he's not just trying to get some money off you or throwing you in with whoever when you're not ready and things like that, because well, he knows you and can't, you know, he knows all this you know, you're not ready for that or this and that, you know, or, you know, you're not going to go, you know, he's not going to put you from a four-round fight to a ten-round fight like that with, you know, a world champion. You're not ready. So it's like um, you want a good coach that cares about you, knows where you're lacking, and wants to improve off that. And not a coach that's going to try to just change your DNA, change who you are as a boxer, you know. Going to my coach, I already had my style, my base style, and he wanted me to keep that, but he wanted to improve not only that, but also what I was lacking. So that's how that happened, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, as far as a good coach and about, you know, it's it's really about chemistry, though. Like you said, it's about the connection. You guys are on the same page. If you guys, you know, know what, you know, you know what he's talking about. Maybe even if he doesn't say anything, comes into the corner, you you already know what he's gonna tell you. You know, so you need somebody like that, somebody where you guys are on the same page and uh, have the same understanding, and uh, you know, you guys have mutual respect for each other and, and love. You're not gonna, you know, do each other dirty or anything like that. Yeah, I find that interesting that you say that. Um... I like coaches that are actually good with like smaller stables, so therefore um, you can see how good 
that they're right. uh, dedicating all the time into their fighters, like for instance with like guys like Derek James, right. um, you know, other trainers like, uh, oh man, um, I'll probably say Ronnie Shields. You know, that's a good example. For sure. Um, for sure. I, yeah. I agree, man. Uh, I think it 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 is for sure important because they also can dedicate time to you, and uh, you know it's uh. Most of the time, if they have a smaller stable, it's because they don't just let anybody in there. Yeah. It's got to be, like like what I was saying earlier, and you said, uh, you guys have to be on the same page. Yeah, that's uh, uh, very telling. Um, I wanted to uh, switch topics and ask um, a more, like, prominent question. Like, um, what's the end goal of, like, what you're trying to do? Like, are are you having other careers lined up after boxing's over? I mean, I have my eyes on things after boxing is over for sure. You know, you got to bend your head and, and why you're still, you know, you got everything intact and you're smart and young, you know, you got time, you got to think ahead. So I do have uh, plans after, but right now my goal, my, my focus is on boxing. My goals are one step at a time and I'm looking to work up to that title right now. First, I want a title, and then I want multiple titles in different divisions. I would, uh, ideally, I mean, my goal in boxing is to have a legacy, you know, have my name in the game, remember. Um, you know, so I really just want legacy. I, I, you know, I want the money and everything with it, but I want, you know, I want my boxing. Yeah, uh, speaking of, you know, the money and legacy, um, which one is more important? Like, do you do you want legacy over money or money over legacy? I want legacy because uh, I feel that's what I got into it for. I didn't necessarily, I didn't get into it for the money. You know, I got, I got into it because I wanted to make something of myself. I wanted my name to be remembered in a good way, not a bad way. I want I wanted, you know, my respect. So I felt like I got into the game really for that, for the love of the sport and, you know, for being able to make a name for myself. And then it grew into I want my name to be, because I, I did that. I, I made a name for myself and I, you know, people used to remember me for bad things and now they remember me for, they know me for good things. And so I think now... I want to. I want legacy in, in the sport. I want legacy in boxing. I want to be respected and remembered in boxing. Yeah, um, that's um, interesting that you put it out there. Um, I think like the problem that I have with a good load of fighters is that they say that they want legacy, but how they move is that they're not doing it for legacy. They're doing it for money. So politically, they don't have to risk having to lose in the sport, and therefore. They use a lot of ego to make excuses in their careers for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about for sure. I see that. Um, but, you know, people are in it for whatever reason they're in it for. You know, you'd be surprised what some people are in it for. Some people are in it just uh, for all, all the wrong reasons, you know. like just, just, uh, Some people aren't even that crazy about money. They want just things or they want, uh, they want girls, you know, things like that. Not understanding that the money, the fame, the girls, whatever you're thinking about, 
that's going to come along with uh, that legacy, winning that championship, you know, winning that belt, uh, you know, put, cementing your name in the sport, you know, that that's what's going to come with it. Yeah, um, I also wanted to follow that up with uh, discipline because um, I see on both men and female boxing is that a lot of fighters' discipline does not equal to the hype around them. And therefore, you know, whenever we hear these fighters that are on the mainstream saying that they're good, they're not bringing their discipline with it. And they understand that, you know, they're feeding these lies to the consumer where they think that they're going to be good, but at the end of the day, they're not executing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. It's all, it's all about discipline and putting the work in. You know, I, I lacked a little bit of discipline, you know, when I first started. and um, There's always areas I can improve. I think all of us as athletes and everything, it's, it's hard to balance, you know, having a, a normal social life and things like that accomplish goals, you know, and, and staying disciplined in the sport. So I think that's what they lack, you know, and they're, a lot of them get into it real young and never really got to experience anything, so they to really live that life. They got one foot in, one foot out. But it's all about discipline, man. If you want to make it far in the sport, you got to develop that discipline. you got to stay hungry. You can't uh, fall asleep. You can't. Uh, get too comfortable. You gotta stay focused and and keep grinding if you want to accomplish your goals. And uh, it takes time. It's not gonna be an overnight process. It takes time. So you know, along the way, you lose some, some really talented fighters because of that. Hard, you know, bills are that You know, you got life problems and uh, you can't focus all your time on the sport. You know, hoping or you know, just working towards a goal that you you really don't know if you're gonna reach. So it, it man, it's tough, you know. But uh, you have to stay focused, keep grinding, and uh, trust the process. Yeah, that's interesting that you put it out there because it's just sad that um a lot of fighters uh they end up saying one thing, but then. You know, it's like a pendulum, you know, switch, you know, if you don't put yourself in the right avenues of being successful. And that's where you see these mega downfalls of fighters that were really good, that were making so much money. But then it's like, you know, they pull off like a Gilbert Arenas, you know, in the NBA and do something crazy and everything goes rock bottom. Right. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot, man. You see it a lot. They just got to, you know, get their mind right. That's all it is. It's all in your mind, and you got to get it right. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, um, as far as like what you like to do outside of boxing, um, what are like your hobbies? Do you do you have like certain activities that you like to do, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, man, um, I used to really love skateboarding. I like skateboarding still. So I just can't do it as much as you know. I don't want to risk an injury. Yeah. So. I really like skateboarding, but uh, when I'm not when I'm not training, dude, I work out a lot. When I'm not training, I'm uh, relaxing. You know, I'm going to the beach, getting some sun, chilling. Uh, you know, I might just uh, kick back, hang out with some friends. Uh, you know, right now my my main hobby, my one one hobby and love is boxing right now. So I really 
whatever I do is kind of geared towards that. You know, if I'm not training and boxing, I'm running or doing uh, some, um, you know, stretches, things like that to try to recover and make sure I feel 100% for when I go train again. But, uh, you know, I try not to be too boring. You know, I try to, <laughs> you know, do what I can. But uh, yeah. a, lot, honestly, a lot of what I do right now is just boxing. Because what I like to do outside, I, you know, I'm not a crazy adrenaline junkie, but I do like to get my heart racing a little bit. So I like to skateboard. I like to do something that's going to get, you know, get some excitement going. So I try to just focus on boxing and let that energy out there. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, like, let's just say theoretically, if boxers had the lifestyle of an NBA player, where they're getting paid like a lot of money and you're able to do what you want to do, but you still have to maintain that discipline. Um, would your life be a lot more happier? You know, if you had more things to do, you know, without having to risk, you know, yeah. the idea of, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. But it's, 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 it's different, man, because I don't think I would want that lifestyle. The, the lifestyle that boxing, if you want to be a good, uh, if you want to win your fights and be a good fighter, you gotta, you really gotta stay disciplined and, uh, you know, have that warrior mentality and, like, you gotta stay focused and, you know, it's a different feeling, man. When, when I'm in fight week and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight, I'm just, like, spiritually, physically, everything, I'm just a different person and it's a really good feeling. I, I never, got that ever i played basketball football uh i did track things like that so it was like no sport ever did it for me like this you know it was like what what training camp does for you is amazing and it it makes you a whole different type of person and that comes along with the discipline you know taking out all those unnecessary things in your life you know you know smoking alcohol things like that and it makes you into a into a monster yeah, because um, I was going to compare that with um, wrestling, because I used to wrestle in high school. Yeah, I, re I wrestle and... too. Wrestling is a beast. You yeah. Know? I, I, I love wrestling too. I um, really like wrestling. But I was so, I didn't have no discipline during that time, man. I had no discipline. So I was just wanting to, you know, you know, party. Like they had, my, my coach had, you know, a set, of, a set amount of days for me that I had to make it to training. And I was like, you know, like, I would make it to the bare minimum so I could compete. So at the time, I really wasn't disciplined. I wish I was, though. I was I was pretty good at it. Yeah, because I'm, like, um, originally for me, like, I'm from Albany, New York, but I went to high school up in Clifton Park. Um, you know, it's called the Sh uh, Shenandoah High School. And, um... Okay. Hey, you're cutting out a little bit. What, what did you say with that? Yeah, yeah, like, I was saying that, um, I originally um um finished school you know up in new york like i'm uh, like i'm from albany new york but i um um went to school up in uh like basically you know the saratoga region up in clifton yeah, park yeah. and uh there was a school right. that i went to called uh, shenandoah high you, school you wrestled up there uh say that again i'm sorry hello yeah 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 um can you hear me uh i can hear you now yeah i kind of cut out there yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was saying that um, I used to uh, go to school up in New York, and uh, there was this one school that I used to go to 
called Ashnanendahoa uh, High School. And um, I um, did um, um, wrestling for the school, uh, but the coach was, you know, he was really, really strict, and, you know, um, he got me right. And, uh, you know, the good thing about him was that, you know, everything that he taught you, like, he broke you down and built you back up. And, you know, it was a good experience because, you know, I, I like, for me personally, like, I feel like wrestling and boxing are two of the most dangerous sports, but on top of that, more disciplined sports where, you know, you have to, like, really, like, dig deep to, like, feel, you know, like a, like a, uh, like to feel that warrior, uh, yeah, 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 to get that warrior, um, um, mentality to, to see if you got it or not. For sure, yeah, now wrestling and boxing are first for that, and that's exactly how my coach does camp, too, breaks us down and builds us back up, like you said, and um, it's a good feeling. It sucks, you know, it sucks in training camp certain days. Um, you know, when you train hard and you give it your all, like I do, I, uh, they're tough days, man. It's like, every day is tough, but yeah, that last little, that last week of fight day, you feel, you, you're ready to go. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, um, as far as, like, your fights go, um, how do you feel when you get inside, like, that ring while you fight your, like, opponent? Do you, do you get that, like, 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 um, I don't know, you know, how to explain it, but do you, like, uh, do you get that, you know, adrenaline energy that makes your body, like, go into, like, a, you know, like a survival mode, you know, technique, right? Yeah, I know what you mean, uh, no, although I have felt that, I felt that a few times, it was, um, um, I, I learned to do it, like, cope with that. I feel like, uh, I really, in training camp, I work, I work my mental a lot too, you know, in training camp. I talk, you know, self-talk, prep talk, you know, tell myself, you know, what I'm, what I'm capable of, what I can do, and, you know, things like that. You gotta build your mental stuff to camp. But, uh, I never, now I don't really feel too nervous or too much adrenaline, so, cause I don't wanna, I don't want to have like an adrenaline dump, you know, and then I feel like lethargic when I go out there. So I just kind of maintain, you know, breathe and uh, don't let my heart rate get up too much. Stay nice and relaxed. Uh, when I get it, get ready for fight, I really just I feel I feel ready, man. I feel excited. I enjoy fighting. I enjoy. I'm I feel blessed that I get the opportunity to do what I love. You know, it wasn't an easy road for me, so. When I get into that road or uh, into that ring, I really just feel uh, I feel ready and spirit uh, um, like a feet. So like like nothing can stop me. Whatever I have to go through in that ring, I'll come out on top. Yeah, so I just feel ready and I'm and confident. Yeah, because um, um, I was going to, you know, add in, uh, like, uh, like as far as your style goes, you know, you have a really good pure boxing style. And, you know, people people like to just, you know, shrug over that to think that doesn't matter on a fight. Uh, but I would say for the, you know, for the division that you campaign at, like, you know, it's a great frustrating style that gets, you know, a lot of, you know, people that, you know, want to be amped up to see like a firefight. Uh, but yeah. it turns into like a you know to like a high speed chess match, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it, it takes appreciation for the sport and stuff. And uh, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on things too, to where 
you know, I'm going to be appealing, more appealing to fans too, but, but not to throw my style off at all. Still be uh, defensively intact and, uh, you know, still do me make my opponent miss, but, you know, be up in the pocket more and make them pay and, and try to just uh, entertain the fans a little more too, you know, because uh, the fans are important and that's what comes along with legacy too, you know you know, being remembered and appreciated by the fans. So I'm working on things to be a little more... I mean, I feel, honestly, most of my fights, but maybe one, maybe one fight wasn't that super entertaining. You know what I mean? One or two, maybe. I, I feel, but also I enjoy boxing, and I'm a, I'm a purist. Yeah. I like like you, you, you know, you seem to enjoy the actual, you know, you, like you enjoy boxing. So you see that, but... um. I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm getting better and better every fight. I'm, I'm showing a little bit more. I'm throwing a little more punches. Um, I feel this last fight was a little more technical, you know, a little more technical speed match, uh, like you said, a chess match. And but, uh, you know, I knew I was gonna catch him, and uh, I knew I was gonna hurt him and, and put him down. So I knew the fans would love that. So I just took my time and and, and capitalized on any opening that I had. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on it now. I'm working on being a little more, you know, active with my putting my combos together, putting my punches together, things like that. So, you know, the fans can have something to talk about after. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, um, what is your uh, division that you campaign at, and um, what are the uh, divisions that you want to move up and conquer names in, right? Yeah, I'm uh, looking at. I'm in 130 super featherweight, junior lightweight. Yep. Where I'm at. So I'm looking to get there, get the title there. Uh, multiple titles. I feel real comfortable at 130. I've got a lot of weight. Uh, then I'm, go, I'm looking at 135, 140, uh, 147 if I grow a little bit more. But right now, I really don't get, I don't get too heavy. So. Yeah, um, I think, um, uh, like, as far as um, um, 130 goes, you know, that division is looking really awesome, and uh, uh, there's plenty of guys, you know, that can easily be clipped off. And um, I think, uh, you know, as far as, like, you know, certain names that you would like, you know, um, are you, are you like, looking to, like, try to, like, like uh, um, how should I say this, like, are you looking to steal the show as far as trying to be on the spotlight to like try to like um, like uh, try to upset the apple card one day when you get to that level, right? A hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's what it's gonna be. I, um, I feel I'm always a little bit doubted, and I feel like I'm a bit of a, you know a black horse. Not people know me or a dark horse, whatever you call it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah know me but uh i'm slowly getting my name known uh but the ones in the box community really it's not like the casual fans and everybody you know, but people are really in the box community you know me and uh you know once i really start getting that i feel uh I come out of, i'll come out of nowhere you know get one of these guys and then, then i'm gonna really get the thing yeah uh because for sure, one of those champions up in the top. Uh, I think the director is the top dog. So, event, that's obviously where I got my sights on events. But uh, there's other really good 
trying to put on like my matchmaker cap on but i would like to see you um hopefully one day at 135 up against a really good fighter that i personally know um his name is um ernesto tito um uh tito mercado oh yeah, yeah i know tito yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I spar with tito oh really yeah i spar with tito Dang. i follow him i fly wow yeah yeah and uh it was good work you know on both ends he's, he's a good fighter Man, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter, man. Uh, he's doing his thing right now, building that name for himself. Um, <laughs> sure, eventually a fight like that would eventually happen. He's, uh, what, what is he at, 140 right now, though, right? Um, he says he's at 135, but I think lately he's been doing 140 fights, and I think that's just probably, you know, made there for him to, you know, just stay busy. Right, for sure. Yeah, he's killing it, man. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Then, uh, I'm looking forward to all those big fights. I know uh, all those come into play, and I'll be ready for it. Yeah, like, I want to see you knock off Keyshawn Davis in the future, like, if that happens, along with Tito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I, could see, I, I honestly could see that fight happening with uh, Keyshawn. And uh, for sure, eventually, that those fights will happen. I, you just got to imagine... Um, when I get up there, I think they're going to be at 140. So I think a lot yeah. of those big names are eventually going to, for me, will be at 140. But I think uh, 135 is still going to have those top dogs, you know? Like, uh, I think <laughs> yeah. those top dogs will be there still. So. Yeah, because I find it funny that everybody likes to talk a lot of crap to think that, you know, that they're better than everybody, you know, you know in those uh, divisions, but they don't put in, you know, the, uh, the actual work to actually, you know, get there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, uh, I'm confident. I'm humbly confident, though. I know what I can do, and uh, I'll pick it and pick my own horn and get up in there and prove it. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Yeah, like, I was also going to ask a, um, a uh, like, um, a, uh, like, um, a uh, general question, um, I just wanted to uh, get your take on this, but knowing that you're from, you know, the um, um, West Coast, but I wanted to know, like, from your own, like, opinion, like, um, um, which side is better, West Coast versus East Coast? <laughs> well, I'm on the West Coast. I'm a West Coast kid, so I'm going to go with West Coast. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, I personally, I, I, uh, I feel my style and everything kind of favors the uh, East Coast guy. Like Philly and things like that. I love, I love the Philly style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About the Philly shell and yeah, um, love, uh, all those techniques. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, and not necessarily just the Philly shell. You know, a lot of people think that, but just there. Uh, I think uh, a lot of Philly fighters are really uh, fleet fighters. Yeah. So 
I think they're really good fighters over there, and uh, I would love to go over there and train sometime. Yeah, I actually spoke with um, Akeem Cheatham. Um, he's actually a uh, well, he's originally from Philly, but but he trains over in Vegas, and um, he's actually related to Jack Johnson as a distant cousin. And oh, um, yeah, he um, um, he knows a lot of people out in Philadelphia for boxing, and uh, um, I know that he made his debut not long ago. Um, in the pros, but you know he's a really good fighter. But but you know as far as like Philly school of boxing, um, he definitely has a great style that comes out of that school. I'll check him out. I'll check him out. It sounds familiar. I'll check him out. Yeah. Um. I was also gonna say, as far as venues go, like, what's your top venues that you would like to you know headline one day? Man, uh, for the longest time, I well, I, I still want to headline here in San Diego after sports. I mean, I'm at home. So, yeah, Dago. Uh, so I was kind of like, I was, I, I fought there sooner than I thought. I fought there sooner than I thought, so I was pretty excited about that. But uh, honestly, I want to fight at uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'll definitely come out there. Yeah, I definitely want to fight there at Madison Square Garden and then uh, at MGM Grand. Yeah, like, I want to see you come down here to Florida. Uh, um, like, I'll pull up in Orlando or, you know, Tampa. Yeah, I, I, I got family in Florida right now, so I'm definitely going to be out that way. Uh, so. Yeah, because um, I was talking with other people about venues, you know, that should be filled here in Florida, but I think, like, if it's possible, like, I don't see why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium cannot be, like, a boxing venue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. If it's a big fight and everything, they can definitely let that happen. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it is just cost. You know, they got to cost a lot to get those arenas and uh, put the fighters up in hotels close by and things like that. But they can definitely make it happen if it's a big fight. Yes. Speaking of the, um, I guess, like the expenses go for getting fights uh, together, do you, do you have to... Like, I don't know if it's true in boxing, but, like, as you're building yourself up in your career, do you have to pay a lot out of pocket when you're getting these fights? Like, like uh, promotions don't cover for your, you know, travel expenses, right? Right. Well, you know, uh, I was blessed, and I was able to get a good man, and they took care of me. Uh, shout out to Sheer Sports Management, my uh, manager, Ken Steer, Lyle Green, uh, Jorge Zarate, everybody in in uh, sports, you know, they take care of me. And I'm, you know, gonna perform at my field, comfortable, everything like that. So I never had to come out of pocket. Wow. Uh, I've taken fights, you know, for not much money though, you know, but I'm still blessed with the opportunity to be able to do it. Yeah, because uh, that's what I've always, you know, been thinking like about inboxing where you know, um, um, it's real hard to get fights because one, the fighters can't go all the way out to another part of what the world to, you know, cover those expenses. And like, if it was like purely marketized, you know, promotions or like, um, how should I say, like businesses should compensate you to get like, like to get to the match. So, you know, yeah. um, everything can be covered and then all you have to do is just, you know, make way you know, uh, go to the fight, and then you get your money and go. Right. Well, that's uh, what a lot of journeymen do. You know, they 
constantly taking fights like almost like every other week kind of like Sugar Ray Robinson yeah exactly was traveling and, and traveled in on the city but road from boom 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 it said he put like a hundred thousand miles in each year so you know he, he really wanted it and he didn't want to pay to uh, insane amount to do that because he, he wasn't signed by a big promoter you know he was doing it his own way so you, um, you know, a lot of the times you get a lot of money that way. You know, you're not going to reach insane amount of money unless you get a title shot. But, you know, he don't have to pay You don't have to pay a manager. You don't have to pay this, that. Um, he's got to pay a team, of course. But, you know, he's in some cheap-ass car. And he, uh, he might sleep in the car or something. Take money. Yeah. Um, at home. Yeah, I was actually looking at his box rec and... I actually recognize him. He fought Kevin Pompey, who's actually from, you know, um, my area back up in New York, in which I never grew up in his area, but he fought Kevin Pompey over at the Knickerbocker Arena back in 1992 in Troy, New York. And um, he lost to Kevin for the IBF uh, USBA welterweight title. But, uh, but yeah, this guy, he was fighting, like, almost, like, every other week, if not, like, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he fought a lot. It was insane. Yeah, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of boxing. And, uh, I, I like a lot of old school boxing, so I, I watch a lot of, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, um, I was gonna finalize some questions to say like, who are your top fighters that you would rank all time and look up to? Me uh, personally, I, I uh, my top, my favorite fighter of all time is Roy Jones. Got me into it. Uh, my second favorite, but it's like between two and three. But James Tony and uh, Pernell Whitaker. Oh, uh, nice. I, uh, I I might replace PP with uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. I, I like Sugar Ray Robinson a lot. Yeah, same here. <laughs> somebody I've grown to appreciate a lot more over the last few years or so. Just watching fights. Yeah, I like uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, um, uh, definitely Jack Johnson, and I'd probably say possibly Gene Tunney, but I would I would go with Rocky Marciano. Yeah, I mean, R Rocky's a legend, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely cemented his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, the... the Oh, like, I'm sorry. Oh. No, that's a good list right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to ask, um, um, what are your, like, uh, final, like, like, I guess, like, final goals to make, you know, influences after boxing? Uh, 
you know, for the next generation, you know, to look up to, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel that'll come with, with the fighting, you know. I, I looked up to a lot of fighters, uh, you know, just, just for the way they fought and obviously the way you carry yourself outside the thing. Um, uh, as far as, well, I think I definitely looked about my youth into uh, the help uh, more boxing around my, you know, around my community. There's, because I felt boxing kind of, it, you know, it's growing now again, but uh, fell off a little bit, and I want you know people kids and teenagers uh, to realize that they can uh, make something of their lives and get off the by, by boxing from uh, from that I did. Yeah, that's um, uh, some very strong words. Um... Yeah, uh, like I definitely, uh, you know, hope everything, uh, you know, gets achieved. And, uh, yeah, like I'm looking forward to the next fight. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like, uh, like, uh, keep me or keep, keep everybody updated with, like, um, um, what you're doing. 100%, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, appreciate you taking your time to talk to me and get my name out there a little more. Yeah, yeah, anytime, man. Um, like, if you have any last words before I uh, shut it down, uh, go for it. Uh, you know, just give me a follow on Instagram, one Austin Brooks. Um, check me out. I got my Facebook page, Austin Brooks. Um, to follow me, uh, you know, special. I'm a, I'm a good fighter with a lot of talent, a lot of skill, a lot of heart, and uh, just, you know. Check me out. All right. I appreciate the conversation, and hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate you. You have a good one. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Peace out.